Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 38. Excuse my reach. This week included Raw episode 1269, SmackDown number 944, 205 Live episode 43, Main Event episode 260, and NXT episode 412. And they aired September 18th through 20th, 2017. Um, so, uh, there, this week felt a little bit like stalling, especially on SmackDown. Uh, we're still so far away from Hell in a Cell, a good four weeks away still, I think, or something like that. Um, the Raw was a bit more exciting because we have no mercy this weekend and I am going to, t well, let's start off with my predictions for no mercy. Uh, not a whole lot changed from this week's episode of Raw. We did get an addition to the women's championship match, which was already a fatal five way. And now it's, it was already a fatal four way. And now it's a fatal five way. I don't think it's eliminate. I wish it was elimination style. I think that would make it a lot more exciting, especially with five people in it now. Um, but it's just a regular fatal five way. So whoever uh, scores a pinfall first wins the championship. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have the kickoff show. Apollo Crews versus Elias. I have not seen Apollo Crews recently on the Hulu version of the show. So I, is there a story going on between them? I don't know. Because Elias Sampson, sorry, just Elias, has was in the main event this week which was awesome he had some really cool moments there was this he he jumped directly like straight up onto the top rope it blew my mind it blew the commentary table's mind i like i was not expecting that at all i don't i i'm not even sure i've seen anybody do that uh, I can't remember seeing anybody do that uh, in the last year and a half, however long I've been, I've been watching again. That was pretty impressive. So anyway, this could be a pretty cool match. Elias is pretty dang good. He is pretty dang good. And <laughs> if this means we also get a solid one or two songs from Elias on the kickoff show as well, oh man. Oh man, is he gonna sing a song about Titus Worldwide? I sure hope so. I really hope so. If he does, if he doesn't, that would be a, a huge disappointment. So my prediction for this match: a song about Titus Worldwide, and uh, probably, yeah, Elias. Elias should win. I hope Elias wins. Okay, then we have a. Intercontinental title match between The Miz, the Intercontinental Championship, with The Miz Taraj and Maurice at his side. Actually, no, she probably won't be there since we found out that she, she's having a baby, which is awesome. I already talked about this last week, though. But um, uh, she wasn't there on Raw this week, so it will probably be just The Miz Taraj there helping The Miz win. Unless he doesn't. I, I think The Miz will win. 
this is going to be one of those things where all of the bad guys win all night long. Probably. I kind of hope so. Um, then we also have, oh, cruiserweight cruiserweight championship match. Isn't on, isn't on the kickoff show. That's fantastic. Step in the right direction. Make it a big deal. It's probably because it's Enzo and people are into Enzo still. They're into Enzo. Uh, uh, gosh, Neville has to win. He has to be champion forever, please. Or until, um, at least until Austin Aries comes back, which he could, he might someday. But uh, if he doesn't, you know, whatever's best for his health, for sure. But anyway, I hope Neville wins. Bad guy again. Uh, then we have the Fatal Five Way. I really want Emma to win. And it's even more unlikely now that we have five people in this match. But if Emma wins, then, well, pretty much if anybody wins, it's it's a bad guy winning. Because... Either Sasha or Bailey, if they win, they're 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 gonna break bad, for sure. Because it was really teased this week, and I felt like both Sasha and Bailey had that kind of evil tension to them, and Alexa is the one who uh, I kind of felt sympathetic for that she was well, she was afraid to face Nia Jax, and uh, she seemed like she wanted to uh be friendly to these two of course it's probably just a ploy to have somebody on her side in this four-way match in this five-way match etc but uh yeah it seems seemed like one of them's gonna crack sasha or bailey's gonna crack if, if either one of them wins I think it's more likely that Bailey would win it. Uh, I think that they will also uh, g- turn evil, which would be great. Maybe. Or maybe it might be off. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope Emma wins. Okay. The the, the person I least want to win, although I still wouldn't be disappointed if it happens, uh, Nia Jax. I think uh, at least Sasha and Bailey will team up to get her out of the picture. So, uh, my bottom, my fifth favorite to win this is Nia Jax and then Sasha and then Bailey. They're really close though, though. Alexa bliss is my number two pick. My number one is Emma because I, it could be great. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Go Australia. So, uh, yeah. They're, they're just my my predictions or picks for the Fatal 5-Way Women's Championship match. Then we have Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, which I did not see anything of on the Hulu cut of the show this week. So, I, I mean, it's, it's another rematch for them since Finn defeated Bray as the demon... But now he won't be the demon to see if he can beat him still. Because last time he wasn't the demon, he lost. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's something for them to do, I suppose. And we don't have any Samoa Joe at all. Now, I was thinking about this. If So we have John Cena 
versus Roman Reigns. Um, Roman Reigns is probably going to win. Which, uh, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, or maybe John... Uh, it, I'm, I'm fine with whoever of the two wins. I'm not really all that interested in the win or loss aspect of this this feud i guess but i was thinking if john cena hadn't come over to raw and didn't start all this business with roman reigns we would probably have samoa joe versus roman reigns here instead and then john cena versus aj styles in hell in a cell over on smackdown probably in this alternate universe where free agent john cena is not actually a free agent but uh is like everybody else and has to stay on the show he's he's on but we're in this universe and john cena versus roman reigns roman reigns probably wins uh and then we have the tag team championship match dean ambrose and seth rollins versus cesaro and sheamus uh, no fancy stipulations for this. There aren't any strange stipulations for any of these matches. They're all just regular match. No, no, no DQ matches. No uh, Iron Man matches. None of that stuff. They're all just straight up matches. Other than the Fatal Five Way, which has the you know, it, there's no disqualifications in that match because of how Fatal Five Way matches work um so anyway uh this tag team championship match uh dean ambrose and seth rollins who i think we should start calling the shed because they're missing a third of the shield and it fits the theme of uh we have the club which would be on uh this particular street the wwe wwe streets that make it simple we have the club on the corner then across the street is the bar and then uh a couple of uh buildings down is the shed where all the work gets done or, or whatever <laughs> um so i'm gonna call them okay so i think the shed will defeat the bar and uh the feud will continue i suppose i don't know uh, maybe some funny business will happen. I guess it depends on the order of events. I don't think we'll have any Roman Reigns interaction with the Shed. But, uh, you know, anything could happen. It, it, could there be other surprise stuff? Could the Fatal 5-Way Women's... Going back to the Fatal, Fatal 5-Way Women's Championship match, there's been uh, teases out there, rumors out there that Paige will be coming back sometime soon. What if she injected herself into this fatal five way made a six pack challenge but asuka is also coming to raw so i don't think uh things would get too crowded probably having both asuka and Paige. and Paige uh had originally come up to the main roster in a sort of not the same situation but uh not having actually lost the NXT Women's Championship. But, uh, yeah, she's probably, if, when she does come back, will probably be on SmackDown, I'd imagine. But, uh, yeah, as far as 
the shed versus the bar. I don't think any funny business will happen. Uh, maybe the Hardy Boys have some presence here. Uh, I don't know. The club also could get involved. Maybe the revival. There's there's only so much going on in the tag team scene on Raw at the moment. Well, on both shows, really. So I I don't know. I don't know. I think the shed will retain. Uh, and then we have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. And I really want Braun Strowman to win. I will not be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, I have a feeling it will be some kind of disqualification or countout type situation. Um, so that we don't have, oh yeah, that's probably how, yeah, he's probably just going to destroy Brock Lesnar, but it'll be outside the ring. So we'll have no contest, double count outs. Brock doesn't lose the championship, but he's absolutely destroyed. Probably up on the stage. He's just power bombed off of the stage into a bunch, bunch of tables, most likely. Um, who knows what else, all kinds of crazy stuff will happen. And then we'll left at the end of the night, minds blown. Holy crap. Did you see what Braun Strowman did to Brock Lesnar? And he's lucky to have been double counted out. So he, he's still champion. So he can go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania or, or whatever. Um, no, that'll probably be at Survivor Series. I, I'm not sure, but, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's pretty much a given that we'll see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at the very latest WrestleMania. So those are my predictions for no mercy. Uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff that happened this week. Uh, speaking of, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. We had a satellite interview between the two. That was kind of fun to watch. Um, uh, let's see what else happened. That is the wrong page. That's last week's notes. Is that this week's notes? Yes. Uh, the title of this episode comes from that satellite interview as Paul Heyman interrupts to say something and uh, to do so, he uh kind of reaches in front of Brock Lesnar towards the camera and he says oh excuse my reach and then continues his thing uh so I thought that was kind of fun the best match of this episode I thought I was not expecting it was the bar the club the shed triple threat not a triple threat It, it was a three way tag match so any of the teams could tag in the other team they couldn't tag in the same person that they're already in the ring with or as or their partner, but they could tag either the other their team or the other team that's out. You, you know what I mean? I'm, why am I explaining how this this match worked? It was it was really good. There's all kinds of awesome stuff. Uh, I think it was a 3D that that the, the bar uh, pulled on. um uh, I think it was on on Seth maybe, but the club broke up 
the pin after that and the match continued uh we had double dives two double dives right in a row one way and then the other opposite going both directions from the shed that was pretty cool uh, but then sheamus steals the pin on carl anderson after dean ambrose hit the dirty deeds really exciting match my favorite of the night maybe of the week no we had a, we had an awesome tag team match on nxt that that was probably my favorite match of the week before that we had nia Jax versus alexa bliss nia won it was a non-title match sasha 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 attacked um sasha attacked after the match uh bailey joined in uh but alexa helped them out triple spear to nia Jax, and uh, alexa tried to get in with these ladies but they weren't having it uh and as i had already mentioned bailey got gets added to the championship match at no mercy um let's see roman uh cut a promo about john cena john cena wasn't there presumably because this was at the same time as dancing with the stars no he wasn't there i think he was still in china doing stuff maybe i don't know whatever whatever he was doing he wasn't on raw and that was kind of the focus of roman's promo saying uh well maybe you should be here because you're uh you're a hypocrite for saying all this stuff before and now you're doing the same thing and whatnot uh he's a see you sunday movie star and then we have uh enzo amori come out to talk or i don't know what his intention was if he had a match or not uh but before he did whatever he was about to do he was destroyed by braun Strowman. And uh, Neville comes out. Uh, his his uh, the way he looked at Braun, I think it was a combination of of, of awe, wonder, and arousal, <laughs> perhaps a little bit, or just pure admiration. Maybe not quite, not quite arousal, but like admiration. Like uh, like I look look at this monster. He's like. He's like the tall version of me. He is just willing to destroy anyone and everything. And so I'll do that right now. Uh, Neville continues the destruction and uh, gets Enzo over into the ring. Hits the red arrow and asks him how he's doing. And gives the best evil laugh in the history of laughs. And then came the main event, which was preceded by a song by Elias Sampson about Silicon Valley. And he called out a kid in the audience, which was fantastic. This needs to happen more because it's so funny. And that's going to be maybe it made the kid feel bad in the moment. But that's like a really awesome thing. He can go back and watch that anytime. He's like, he was talking to me. We never we don't see the actual kids. So there's probably a bunch of kids who could uh, that's even better I, I i suppose that all of those kids could say he was talking to me i think maybe it's it's right there it's right there on the tape uh that's assuming everybody hooks up their vcrs to their computers to to transfer all of these episodes to tape at some point 
the six pack challenge to determine who would fight the Miz um, earlier in the night. Uh, J- Jason Jordan didn't want any excuses. He insisted it was originally going to be a fatal four way uh, with the Hardys and um, uh, Jason Jordan. And uh, who's the fourth person? Um, I don't even remember who the who the other person is who is in the ma- oh Elias the person I was just talking about oh my god um, it was originally a, a, a fatal four way to determine who would fight the Miz at uh, No Mercy but Jason Jordan didn't want any excuses he said add the Miz Tourage to the match and despite the Miz trying his best to help these guys one of them to win Jason Jordan was able to overcome. And won the match. Uh, this wasn't before a couple of great uh, moments from all of the competitors in this match, including that vertical leap onto the onto the top ropes. Uh, how is it? How can anybody do that? I don't know. I guess a lot of them could actually do that, but it just doesn't like make sense as far as actual match goes. So Jason Jordan wins, and he faces the Miz at no mercy and i already talked about uh what i think will happen there uh over on main events which uh was the same night uh none of these guys are involved at no mercy so it doesn't have much of an impact but it was they were there were a couple of fun matches uh we had heath slater versus dash wilder by the way i i think i already mentioned i watched the hulu version of the show so there's a bunch of stuff that was left out i am sure like apollo cruz stuff um and any other cruise uh actual cruiserweight match between i think it was grand metallic and neville that was also cut out uh but anyway Heath slater versus dash wilder uh kind of a follow-up to last week when dash wilder faced rhino and was defeated he was also defeated this week uh which uh was a little bit surprising because we didn't even have rhino there at ringside to help heath slater uh against dash but uh yeah my favorite one of my favorite lines this week came from nigel nigel is so freaking funny and he doesn't sound like a heel like like just listening to his voice it doesn't seem like he's a bad guy but he is more mean about the about the, the the good guys than anybody else but it's like so subtle and said in such a way that uh i don't know it's it cuts deep it cuts deep but unnoticed uh unnoticed kind of like a like a microwave laser cutter type of what am i even talking that's not even a thing that exists but it it's like it's like invisible you don't notice it until the pain like weeks and then there's this gigantic bruise underneath the skin your muscles have been cut remotely by this microwave laser that uh leaves the skin unharmed until those bruises start showing up and of course because you can't move your arm at all because the muscle's been severed right in half what am i talking about so um oh what, what is that is that downtown did i miss the rush for this avalanche game is it even taking place at uh i don't know if it's at the pepsi center or not is it 
Okay, it's in Minnesota. Never mind. Okay. I would have heard about it if it was in, in Denver. And we have capitalized on those surge prices over on, on Uber and stuff. As a driver, not as, not as a passenger. Why would you capitalize on those prices as a passenger? That'd be weird. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, also on main event, we had uh, Mustafa Ali and Lince Dorado team up against Tony Nice and Arya Daivari. Uh, we had a great team up springboard moonsault of Lince Dorado's back to the outside by Mustafa Ali. Um, and then ultimately we got the 054 on Daivari for the win. Uh, not as much promo coming out about the, the abs and stuff. He did po- he did count them. He has so many abs that he needs Ari Daivari's help counting them as he comes out. Pretty great. Moving on to SmackDown, we open with Shane promising to strike with a vengeance at Kevin Owens. And then Aiden English sings Randy Orton's entrance theme song he hears voices in his head something something foolish etc he changes he changed the lyrics he changed the lyrics um i gotta say i like elias's songs more the guitar helps the guitar really really helps when it's in tune back when elias's guitar was not in tune at all it was the absolute worst thing ever it was like the I don't even know if the lyrics even mattered. It was just it was just the worst. The worst. But now it's amazing. Good job, Elias. Uh so Randy Orton defeats Aiden English, but Rusev comes out and for whatever reason he gets a match right away against Randy Orton and he wins and he's so so excited about it. That that was that was the highlight for me. Uh as far as uh non- in-ring action was him so excited backstage where do things go from here i have no idea maybe we'll have uh randy orton versus rusev hell in a cell match put all of the matches inside the cell why not why not the entire thing like and everybody has to be in there the entire night so it's like most of the time people are just trying to avoid (laughs) being in the way of the match that's actually happening now that would be something. I guess it's kind of kind of like what War Games was in a way, but not really. If you, if you have simultaneous, it doesn't have to be all the matches in the night, but have two simultaneous championship matches happening, where you have the WWE Championship and the United States Championship and the Tag Team Championships, and you have they're taking place at the same time. Any combination of people could be t- become t- tag team champions. I don't know how you would decide who, who was. It would be whoever they touched last or something. I don't know. Okay, let's leave the tag teams out of it. Just have the two WWE Championship and the United States Championship, and you have four of the people. So it's, it's like a six-person match, and you have, to, you have to defeat the person who is defending the championship. To win that championship, uh, so you can't just have these team. Well, that's kind. Of, that's that that puts things in a predicament, kind of, because then you'd have the two people or the four people who don't aren't defending 
teaming up to take out either of these two guys, but they'd still want to prevent the others from getting that win, right? Uh, so maybe it was just four people. Four people, two championships, two pinfalls or submissions, and uh, you have to score it against one of the ch- defending champions. It would be crazy. It would be crazy, right? Or maybe it would just be awful. Ah, oh, this is how <laughs> how much this episode is stalling. That I am just imagining this completely made up match has nothing to do with anything that's going on. Uh, we had an awful, 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 really awful, super awful gender Mahal segment. We don't even talk about it except it was really bad. Uh, we had Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. Uh, Styles opens up this uh, part of the show by talking about how Baron Corbin is just a failure. The shortcut King or, or whatever, or whatever his nickname for him was. Um, but he's failed. He failed at using the money in the bank. He failed at defeating John Cena. And he's going to fail at beating AJ Styles for the United States Championship. But Corbin attacks before the match even even begins. And then Ty Dillinger comes out and attacks Baron Corbin. Kind of saves the day. And uh, he, he, he focuses on Corbin's knee. He takes it out. Corbin is limping around. He can't start the match. Styles attacks him anyway. Gets him in that calf crusher and sends a message. Don't mess with Georgia. Okay. Um, I hope that this is really hinting at a tighter and tighter bond between Ty Dillinger and AJ Styles so that they can become. You have the perfect 10 and the phenomenal one together. Turn it up to 11. They are the P11. It's got to happen. They don't have to win the tag team championships or anything like that. But but them having each other's backs, we kind of need. Kind of need to see more more so with more people involved because it's it's mostly been about Baron Corbin so far, which I'm not I'm not very into that. But um, anyway, yeah, turn it up to eleven. I didn't think I I didn't think of that when I first wrote down this idea. Uh, so the the best segment of this episode was the main event, which saw Becky versus Charlotte versus Tamina versus Naomi. The winner of this fatal four-way match will go on to face Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. Will it be a Hell in a Cell match? I... I hope not, because as it turns out, Charlotte wins this match, and she will be facing Natalia for the championship. And she was already in the cell last year. And I think they should just have a great match, a great normal match, and it'll be just fine. Just fine. And, and, and maybe we have a cash-in from Miss Money in the Bank who I don't think we saw at all in this episode. I don't recall seeing that that turtle without a shell, Ellsworth. Turtle without a shellsworth. There we go. <laughs> Shorten it up a little bit. So to set up this match, basically, Charlotte, uh, we haven't seen her in a little while. She came out talking about how her life is fragile, uh, all the stuff going on with Ric Flair. And uh, Natalia interrupts her. Charlotte says, I challenge you. Becky comes out and says, no, I challenge you. 
She calls. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite line of the night. Not so much the words of it, but how she said it. <laughs> she says, I, I, there's no way I'm going to say it anywhere near as good as Becky says it. Uh, you're, you're a crazy lady. Like that, but like way better. The way she says crazy lady and how how much it cracks up Charlotte um, is probably my favorite moment of the whole week. Like individual moment. Not, not the whole segment. The whole segment was, uh, it was okay. But that's those like five seconds. Amazing. Um, and then uh, Naomi comes out and says, hey, me too also. And then Tamina and Lana come out and say, Tamina too. And that's what said. Uh, uh, then Daniel Bryan comes out and says, okay, we'll have a four-way tonight. And the winner faces Natalia at Hell in a Cell. So that was that. Uh, we also had the New Day versus the Hype Bros. Uh, New Day won via the Midnight Hour, delivered by Kofi Kingston and Mojo and Ryder, Zack Ryder. A bit dejected after the match. Uh, Mojo says, we, we got to do something. We got to do something drastic. If something's going to change around here. So are we going to see the evil Hype Bros? The not-so-Hype Bros? Maybe they'll be the Downer Dudes. <laughs> if they if they actually d- did that i'm like nostradamus or something but that would be really silly and dumb and uh kind of great um we had kevin owens deliver an apology via satellite or whatever wherever they presented it as he's he's not in, in the arena he's just uh in front of a camera somewhere like in a closet or something uh, he apologizes for his actions, which is kind of lame. Uh, but then says Shane had it coming, and uh, he's going to destroy him in hell. So blah 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 blah. Uh, we also had Triple Zig, uh, Triple H, Dolph Ziggler, followed by HB Zig, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler, followed by Degeneration Zig X, who uh, did both of them at the same time, kind of. Um. So the, I, I I feel like Dolph Ziggler is the exact opposite of the WWE 2K18 tagline, "Be like no one." And he's kind of he he's kind of saying that after all of that, he's like, "All these people suck. All these entrances suck. All that matters is it, it what's in the ring." Well, then let's actually see you do stuff in the ring, buddy. Who are you gonna fight? Somebody's gonna someone has to put an end to this. Uh, someone's going to get sick of these dumb things. Every, well, everybody is. But some some other wrestler is going to get sick of these and attack him in the middle of it. That's, that has to be what this is leading up to. If it just kind of fizzles and fades away. Uh, why did we endure this week after week? I like Dolph Ziggler. But these imitations... These imitations eat up a lot of time that could be spent watching uh, anybody else doing stuff. Could be spent watching Dolph Ziggler wrestle. I would enjoy that more than these these uh, these uh, 
uh, I was trying to think of a fancy fancy word. These contri- these contrivances. That's not the word I was trying to think of. All right, uh, and then the the main event I already talked about. So uh, it was an all right episode. Watch all of the women's segments. Those are my favorite parts this week. Okay, two hundred five live. This is gonna be quick. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus the Ryan Kendrick. Cedric Alexander wins after a kind of flippy roll-up reversal type of thing. Um, but then Jack, not so gentleman Jack Gallagher, attacks afterwards. Uh, and he kind of explains himself. He says, I can stomach life with scars, but not as a joke. Uh, since it was kind of presented to him by the Brian Kendrick in the pre- in previous weeks. That uh, Jack, everybody kind of sees Jack as a joke. He's got his umbrella and he's kind of silly and all of that kind of thing. He's a cartoon character. Which is kind of the same thing that Neville said about him months ago. But it didn't quite get to him as much as Brian Kendrick saying these things. So I guess he really does have a plan. He has a plan that he can follow through with and really manipulate and get people on his side. And uh, Gentleman Jack, well, how is he? Dastardly Jack Gallagher is, uh, is, is taking the trash out. He's rolling up his sleeves and, and uh, digging up the dirt. Something like that. Uh, we had more Drew Gulak, who did not compete tonight, but uh, he did come out to uh, join the commentary team of uh, Vic Joseph and Nigel McGinnis. Before that, he, we got to see one more slide. Uh, number six, no cell phones. He, he yells at Vic Joseph as soon as he gets over to the commentary table to to put his phone away. He's like, I, I need it to, for like my notes or whatever. I forget exactly what he said. Anyway, uh, we had to, Akira Tozawa versus Noam Dar. Uh, Tozawa won via uh, his signature senton. Um, then we had Rich Swan versus Lince Dorado, except Dorado was a no-show because he had t- attacked backstage. Uh, TJP comes out and attacks Rich Swan. He was the one who attacked Lince Dorado, presumably, and he even ripped out some of Rich Swan's hair. Uh, after doing so, he said, Ex- excuse my reach. Not really, but it w- that would have been a perfect moment to say such a thing. Uh, and then Neville talks about how everybody can look forward to a comedic performance by Enzo Amore. Uh, he says, do you think I care about the audience, about fans, about people liking me, about being entertaining, about being a superstar? And uh, Enzo responds with a low blow, which uh, it's pretty massive. It's also kind of weird. Like you don't think about Enzo being a big guy, but he is bigger than Neville. Well, not bigger, like more muscles, but he is taller than him. So to see them actually face to face, kind of weird. And I guess I could see Enzo winning somehow if he if he hits another lobe. Oh, are we gonna for that? If the ref isn't looking and he hits the low blow, then he probably could win. And 
a lot of people would be happy about it. A lot of people would be really bad mad about it. I would be pretty mad about it. Um, but then somebody else could beat Enzo and get the championship, and then Neville can actually have a really great match against them and get the championship back. Perhaps it would be somebody like Jack Gallagher, evil Jack Gallagher, and now Neville has to turn good, become a good king to defeat the, <laughs> the his evil uh, countrymen, fellow countrymen, both from the United Kingdom, of course. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Or it'll just be Neville versus Endo until the end of time, just trading the the championship back and forth via low blows and other dastardly deeds. And that brings us to this week's episode of NXT, which opens with Johnny Gargano versus Tino Sabatelli. Is that his? Yeah, it's it's Tino, right? Tino, not Tito or Tony. It's not, I think it's Tino. Um, this is a follow-up to, I think it was last week where he uh, faced Sabatelli's tag team, mo- tag team partner, Moss. Uh, there was, Sabatelli pulled off a pretty sweet power slam from over the top rope. I thought that was pretty great. But in the end, Johnny Gargano won via the Gargano escape. We head backstage where Roderick Strong asks for a match against Drew McIntyre. He he says he proved himself by fighting Bobby Roode and doing all the other stuff he's done, like asking for a championship match. And William Regal says, yeah, sure. All right, two weeks. You got it. This week, we start with all the promos for the women who are going after the NXT Women's Championship. First with Sonya Deville. She basically says I never was in a match against Asuka because Asuka thought I was so good I was going to beat her. There wouldn't have been a streak, so that championship is mine. And we also had Dakota Kai. I am very excited to see whatever matches she has coming up on NXT. Um, Okay, going back a little bit, speaking of the women, we have Lacey Evans versus Bianca Belair. Uh, Some impressive stuff from Bianca and some not quite as impressive stuff, some kind of uh, awkward moments. But uh, the cool stuff I I will mention, uh, this double chicken wing elevated slam thing was pretty, pretty cool. And then Bianca Belair got the win after she did her hair whip thing, followed by a reverse powerbomb sort of move and a pin. Up next, we had Aleister Black. We hear him speak for the first time and uh, talking a bit about his, his scars that he wears and his tattoos. Now, is his scars are his scars his tattoos is that what he's i don't i don't know i didn't i i still don't quite understand what we're getting at with this because then okay velveteen dream comes out and he's awesome the both of these guys are so awesome which is which makes it hard for me to like this segment like i liked this segment i i liked this segment. like 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 i like i like this uh so many likes i liked i enjoyed this segment but i also did not enjoy it because it was kind of nonsense 
because uh, Velveteen Dream comes out and he says, I, I don't see the scars you're talking about. I just see a man in paint. Isn't that the same? How is that not seeing scars? I don't know. He says, the problem isn't your feelings. It's fear. But fear is a feeling. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the words they're saying, but I enjoyed watching them say them. And I enjoyed the action of it. <laughs> we had the black mass not hitting Velveteen Dream in the face, but rather hitting the microphone right out of his hand. That was really that was really cool. And uh, he does a sit down thing, and then Velveteen Dream is down on the ground, face to face with him. And the cre- okay, this whole week I've enjoyed things that I normally don't enjoy as much. Uh, and then not enjoyed other things that I normally enjoy a lot. But so it's kind of a weird week in general. But this like the crowd just goes crazy for all of these things that are happening, and I liked it. I I enjoy it a lot too, but I still don't really understand what the the intention. I mean, it, it's obvious these two are going to go at it. At some, I don't I don't know in what way, but. They're going to fight at some point, and it's going to be an awesome match because we have the uh, the Black Mass versus that, uh, that flying elbow, whatever Velveteen Dream calls that finisher where he jumps nearly across the arena. So I, I, I'm looking forward to see where this goes. I hope that the actual words they're saying make more sense to me next time. Maybe it makes a whole lot of sense, and I just totally missed the point of it. I don't know. I do like these. I like these guys a lot. I like both of them a lot. Um, okay. We also had Lars Sullivan versus Noe Jose. They were supposed to have a match last week or a couple of weeks ago, um, but it didn't begin as because Lars went on the attack before the bell ring. But uh, they actually did have a match this time. Noe Jose put up a good fight, but Lars Sullivan, well, we haven't seen this from him yet. He uh, hit a flying headbutt off of the off of the turnbuckle. Wow, wow, um, and and got the win soon after that. He uh, he he followed that up with a, a big slam and got the pin. And then our main event, which I think is my favorite match of the week, Trent Seven and Taylor Bate teamed up to face. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, go watch this. There's some some really, really cool moments. Uh, my favorite, I think, was when Trent went for a chop, but it was a fake out and instead hit his opponent with the DDT. I think it might have been Fish at that point. Um, Cole, Adam Cole was uh, at ringside. He, he interfered a lot. Uh, he distracted the ref at one point. Uh, he took out the opposite tag, the the, the non-legal tag team member, um, a couple of times. He even kicked Tyler Bate right in the face um, and slammed Trent Seven through the barrier. All kinds of... No, he didn't do that. He was distracting the ref while um, Fish was doing that. But... Uh, anyway, lo- lots of funny business going on to get Fish and O'Reilly... <laughs> Fishy, not funny, but it is fishy. This match was pretty fishy. 
Uh, but Fish and O'Reilly got the win. They're feeling pretty happy about themselves. But Drew McIntyre comes out, and uh, he has he has a bone to pick with these guys, a fish bone to pick with these guys. All the puns, <laughs> all the puns about these guys are going to be concerning fish, obviously, and maybe coals, coal. Uh, you getting raked across the coals, uh, walking across hot coals, stuff like that. I'll think of, of more better ones. O'Reilly, he's, <laughs> I can't think of anything right off the bat there, but there's probably some, some, some jokes to be made there too. His name. Anyhow, um, lots of close calls in this match. All that really exciting to watch. Uh, it was a great feats of strength from, uh, Taylor Bate, especially, uh, Drew McIntyre comes to the rescue, kind of, but mostly to challenge Adam Cole to send a message to them that he he's not going to let them do this to NXT. And they 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 back up and go up the entrance ramp. And they're like, all right, all right, fair enough, or whatever. Uh, but right behind them is Sanity, and uh, they they take it to him. They give him the business. They show them who's who. The champions stand tall at the end of the day. Kind of a weird image. Seeing Drew McIntyre in the ring and then Sanity there in front. They didn't have their belts with them, did they? Did they? Their championships. Their their championship titles. The the things they put around their waists. Um so uh yeah, it's a pretty it was a pretty exciting, pretty cool end of the week. Pretty cool end of the show. Uh, lots of exciting stuff going forwards. Uh, we're going to see uh, uh, Adam Cole in the ring soon. I think next week, perhaps. They didn't actually say it on the show. I remember seeing that on Reddit or Twitter or something that Adam Cole would make his in-ring debut. We also have uh, Roddy Strong versus Drew McIntyre for the championship in two weeks. Oh, we're pretty good. We don't have any word on what exactly is happening with the NXT Women's Championship. It's for sure being uh, there's for sure a, a women's championship match at the next NXT Takeover. Um, so the question is, it's looking like we're gonna have a slow, kind of a slow build to that. Uh, perhaps an eight woman tournament to see who faces Kyrie Sane, because we know for sure that she's gonna be in there. Um. Uh, so I could see four weeks of these two promos each each week have these eight women who are going to go up against each other, determine which one of them is is worthy to become the next NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I would be rooting. I'm rooting for Kyrie Sane, but as far as her opponent, who do I want to see her go up against? Oh gosh, Nikki Cross, perhaps. I think that would make the most sense. Uh, it would be very different from her uh, the May Young Classic final, I think, um, and it could be really, really good. So we'll see what happens with all that. We'll see what happens at No Mercy. What happens further leading into Hell in a Cell? Let me know what you thought about this week's stuff, and what you think is going to happen next. 
by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with my review of No Mercy 2017 and WWE Week 39. Bye.